Industry Under Pressure. Innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. Hello, everybody. Who says that? Somebody says that. Oh, wait a second. I can't hear anything. I got to get my headphones. Somebody says, what movie is it? Hello, everybody. It's Christmas Vacation when Aunt Aunt Bethany says, I should say it. I should say hello. Anyway, if you don't know Christmas Vacation, you you don't know why that's funny. Um, Let's see. What do we got today? Uh, uh, It's good stuff. Oh, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, So the guest today is a fun one. Uh, it's a, kind of one of my new friends and we're doing some work together also. Um, but, uh, but he's, he's fantastic. He has his own podcast. You're going to hear all about it. Love talking to this guy. Um, before we get to that, but first, but first, um, today, Oh, you know what? I forgot to check and see who is sponsoring this episode. Somebody today, uh, is sponsoring this episode and I will have that information in just one second. Also, um, or, or maybe I won't. Maybe I won't have that information in, in just one second. So uh, stand by on that. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, you're gonna you're hearing this. So if you hear this episode today, uh, if you, so, you know the new ones come out on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Ideally, ideally, they come out uh, Tuesday morning at five a.m. on uh, five a.m. Central Time, U.S. Central Time. Now, uh, our new producer Audrey. Uh, who is doing a fantastic job? Uh, she does not get up at 5 a.m. Uh, to push out all the new podcasts. She, we, we schedule them the day before, but that, but the, but if you're really anxious to hear the um, the latest episode, then you, you could, you know, 5, 5, 5 a.m. Central Time, whatever that is in in your part of the world, uh, you could be one of the first to listen. And anyway, if you do, if you if you listen fairly early in the week. If you're hearing this and it's like Tuesday or it's Wednesday, then what that means is that it's not too late to li- to watch, to listen, to watch unscripted, OGGN unscripted episode three is happening on Thursday, May 5th. And uh, if you're, if you're in the Texas area or, or, or surrounding area, then um, and I don't know, maybe other places too, but certainly here, certainly here, then you know why it's uh, it's fortuitous that Unscripted is happening on May 5th because it is Cinco de Mayo. And, um, and, and since we are a show that involves cocktails, there can only be one option. And so I think you know where that's headed. Uh, also, we're going to try to make it a little bit more festive just because it is Cinco de Mayo. And all right, here we go. Here we go. Sponsor. So let's see. No, oh, there is no sponsor. There is no sponsor. The sponsorship for this episode is open. If you'd like to, uh, if, if you'd like to get in on it really quick, I'll send you a, a PayPal link. No, we, we can't do that. <laughs> but but it is worth noting that um, we do have, you know, occasionally we, we try to get all of our sponsors rotated around to different shows. So, some sponsors stick on one show the whole time and some like to rotate around to different ones. And so you, you, if you listen to more than one OGGN show, then you probably have noticed that. Um, and occasionally there's gaps in the schedule. You know, we can't, it's, uh, it's, like, it's like Tetris. It's like calendar Tetris and you try to fit everything together, but occasionally there's gaps. So if you'd like me right now, instead of listening to me say, all this stuff that I'm saying right now, if you'd like to instead 
listen to me saying something uh, clever and witty and informative and insightful about your very own company, then we can make that happen. So just get in touch. Um, you can you can send me an email and I'll, I'll hook you up. Um, it's not uh, it is not terribly expensive and uh, and it's a great way to get uh, get some visibility. Everybody knows that podcasts are cool these days, and so it's a great way to get some get some attention. So send me an email, Michael at oggn.com. I think that still comes to me, and uh, and we'll make it happen. All right. What else do I have? Oh, I'm I'm looking here. I've got my uh, my trusty iPad Pro, and I have ah yes 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 I have an article. Um, again, uh, not 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 to not to step uh, over into the territory of oil and gas this week, which focuses on news articles. Uh, however, this this one's not really all that new, so I think I think I'm safe. I don't think I don't think Mark and Page will mind. The reason why I. I, I want to bring this thing up today is because I'm, I'm so I guess in the interest of maintaining a balance between the boos and the yays um, in terms of observations that are going on in the in the industry. I think I had a couple of boos recently, and uh, um, by the way, that uh, that invitation to come on here and talk about about oil and gas in the 1990s is still open. Um, and uh, so anyway, that's all I want to say about that. But today. Today I have a I have a, a, a one to put in the in the A called the cheer column the cheer column. Now the funny thing is uh, this this news article in U.S. News and World Report is from November twenty eighth two thousand and eleven. So yes, eleven years ago, which seems like just a couple of years ago to me, but I'm told that it's it's, it's quite a ways back. Um, and I don't ask me how I found this because I forget because I was looking for something else. And I don't remember. Somehow this came up. So it's not news, but uh, this article is written by uh, somebody who is a contributing writer for U.S. News and World Report at the the time. And his name is Lee Fuller. And Lee, at the time, now I need to look Lee up. I just found this a few minutes ago, so I haven't had a chance to do any homework. But if if Lee's still out there, and and who knows, maybe he's listening to the show, I would love to have Lee come on and we would have a a very, uh, uh, an encouraging conversation on this topic, uh, and and kind of update it, like 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 what's been happening in the last 12, 11, 11, 11 years, and um, how do we look now compared to then? But Lee at the time uh, was vice president of government relations for the Independent Petroleum Association of America. Uh, so and he may still be. I don't know. I need to look Lee up. So in the meantime, though, I want to share with you what Lee wrote back. In, on November 28th, 2011, at 5.07 p.m. I don't know why it says that. I don't know why it's important for me to know, but it was at 5.07 p.m. Um, I don't know what time zone. Uh, and here's the, the headline. The headline, here we go. Now, this, has, this headline has technology in the headline, so that's why it fits on the show. Fracking technology has been used safely for years. Fracking technology has been used safely for years. That... That is the kind of stuff we need to be saying about ourselves in the industry because it's true. Um, uh, I, I think I think if you look at Lee's bio here, you know that he's not the sort of person to probably just make stuff up. He, he seems like a very uh, yeah. You see, I, he looks like he's an engineer, maybe or a scientist or something like that. Um, and uh, and so fracking technology has and this is a great article. You can I mean I'm sure you can find it. Uh, I'm not going to read it to you because I'm already well. <laughs> past my five minutes that I'm supposed to spend 
in this first in this first bit. So, uh, but anyway, since we're since we got this far, I'm going to share just a little bit more with you. And uh, let's see if I could sum up. He basically says, "Look, um, uh, you know, and, and it's couched in the whole thing of people. And even back in 2011, people were questioning whether fracking is a good idea and it's bad for this and that and the other. And he says, "Look, it's been it's been deployed in the United States for nearly 65 years." Um, and of course, but it was, it was used in other ways and it wasn't as economic then as, as it became later. And, and we know that fracking and horizontal drilling aren't necessarily the same thing, uh, but they came together and he explains how all of that came together, um, in a way that helped us, uh, uh, produce, uh, just incredible amounts of, of hydrocarbons here in the last, uh, 10 or 15 years. So, um, yeah, 1947, 1947 in Huguenton Field of Kansas, uh, is, was the first time, uh, frac- uh, fracture stimulation technology was introduced, 1947, uh, and he says here, helping our country produce billions of barrels of oil and trillions of cubic feet of natural gas, generating millions of jobs and billions in annual revenue in the process. So there's a lot of illions in there, but uh, billions of barrels of oil, trillions of cubic feet of gas, generating millions of jobs and billions in annual revenue. See, that, that is the ball that we need to keep our eye on. And uh, he then goes on to say, but hang on, is it safe? Sure, sure, it produced a lot of stuff, but is it safe? And he talks about that here. Um, he doesn't, there's not a lot of detail, but he references some other articles that you can read. And you find out that, in fact, it is safe. And in fact, <laughs> this, this part really cracked me up. Um, he says here, uh, no, no less than the authority of the EPA has publicly stated that fracturing does not pose a significant threat to groundwater with EPA administer, administrator Lisa Jackson. So the EPA, so he's, he's leading up to this thing about the EPA even says this is actually safe. And there's a link to the article uh, or, or whatever it was at, at the time where the EPA says this. And guess what <laughs> Guess what happens if you click on that link right now? 404, it's not out there anymore. So anyway, uh, Lee Fuller, thank you for writing this. And uh, I would love, I would love to get Lee on the show and we could talk about um, uh, like, like that was back in 2011. What it's got to be better now because we, as we know, we continue to get smarter and we do things better and we improve the technology and uh, all of the, And it also points to something that that is in fact relevant to today's uh, topic, and that is the fact that sometimes. And and by the way, um, my friend David Kippen and I talked about this. Oh man, last time he I had him on the show, it's been a year I think, but but we talked about how. Um, uh, or maybe that was on the other show, but we talked about how oil and gas has a marketing problem a lot of times, has a PR problem, has an image problem, and uh, and and David shared a lot of good insights about what we ought to do about that at a strategic level. And today, today we're going to dive a little bit more into uh, uh, the details of this thing that uh, that everybody is obsessed with these days called digital marketing um, as somewhat distinct from other uh, other traditional marketing and I have on the show uh, a, a, a fantastic expert in this domain and uh, so I'm not gonna I don't want to I don't want to say any more because he says it all here in just a few minutes so ladies and gentlemen please give a warm OGG and welcome to Matt Bertram
And that gets us to our guests. Today I am here at the Cannon with the indomitable Matt Bertram. I'm not sure I know what indomitable means really, but that's what, but people say it and it sounds good. I haven't heard that associated with you before, but, but I'll take it. I'll take it. So Matt Bertram, uh, author, uh, entrepreneur, uh, provider of fine snacks and the occasional chicken sandwich. Fair enough. It kind of sums it up. Right? Yeah. So hey, th- thanks for coming down here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know that, I know that you're not really busy most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get emails from Matt regularly at 2 a.m., <laughs> It's, I don't think I've had any from at 3 a.m. Like two. Two is kind of... Give it time. Yeah. It time. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the problem is that I'm reading the emails at 2 a.m. That's the, that's the, that's the problem. So, um, so before we get into whatever it is that we're going to talk about, um, like, let, let's, talk, let's talk about you a little bit. For, just in case there's one or two people out there among, <laughs> among our uh, faithful listeners who don't know who you are. Uh, and I, I actually am just getting, kind of getting to know you a little bit, right? So You already made me your fractional CMO, and you're like, hey. I've, I've, <laughs> Mark did that, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what, Chief so what's your, so your story? I, I, mean, I, know, I know that before you were doing all this cool stuff, you were a recruiter, which is also cool. Um, but like, like what's, the, what's the, how did you get to where you are now? What's the what's Yeah, I mean, I, for about seven years, there's probably people out there that I put in their roles, right? right so right. I was placing an upstream oil and gas, uh, mainly, um, sold that business, had a non-compete. So I kind of disappeared, uh, mm-hmm. for the oil and gas space. And really what are the two things that people or most businesses need? They need, uh, good people and they need good marketing. And so I dove into not necessarily in that order. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes marketing, yeah. First, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. marketing and then you staff it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I, uh, I spun up a, a marketing agency with some people I knew. I was doing some consulting for a while. Uh, stepped on to a couple podcasts that have been going a long time. So we have the largest marketing podcast or digital marketing podcast in the country right now. It's called The Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. Uh, BestSEOPodcast.com. It's not very unknown now, though. Yeah, you, these, we, we're giving it. away all the secrets. You talk about yeah, it all we're, the time. We're, we're giving away all the secrets. So, yeah. so like a, after another year, you're going to have to call it like the very well-known secrets of internet marketing. That's fair enough. That's yeah, fair enough, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm certainly... Uh, uh, taking everything out of the the black box and and showing showing it, put it in the light, and saying, "Hey, this is yeah, uh, yeah. this is good. It makes sense." I mean, really, if anybody tells you anything that just doesn't make sense, like you should question it. <laughs> um, a lot of times uh, in uh, the startup world, or uh, I'm especially heavily in the Web three world right now, uh, it's like the dot com era. So people are like putting together all kinds of business ideas, and they just don't make any sense. Yeah, and yeah. it's just is there a business model behind this thing or are you uh, pasting the word crypto on it? Right. So. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So, um, so there was a couple of good things in there actually. Uh, um, I don't want to derail your, your, your story too much uh, first, but I, but I'm going to anyway. Um, so, so you mentioned web 3.0. Yes. This is the this is the tech show after all. So I'm sure that everybody knows what Web 3.0 is, but just in case they don't like quick, like what's, what's going on with Web 3.0? Well, so the, Internet was the fastest growing technology in all recorded history. It was growing at about 63% a year, year over year. Yeah. Uh, Web3 or crypto is growing, blockchain technology, whatever you want to call it, is growing at 113% a year. So in the next five years, 4 billion people will be onboarded in the United States, or sorry, the world. And then it will be really the next layer of the internet. We're basically at the time where dial-up modem was happening for the internet. That's where the interface is. That's where the technology is. People are. That's uh, an interesting comparison. Yeah, that, that's early. 
That's it's really 99. Early. Like yeah. it's basically yeah. it's 99. So yeah. the ground floor of so many opportunities. I was on, I was on a call earlier this week with um, a data storage company that will compete with Amazon web services yeah. <laughs> eventually. Mm. Okay. And there was one consulting company in the entire world that supported this technology at this point in time. Yeah. And this is a company that probably had at least a quarter billion dollars pumped into it in the last, I don't know, 18 months. And there's one consulting company helping. Quarter, quarter of a billion dollars in mm -hmm. the last 18 months. Yeah. That's a Maybe lot of funding. More. That's yeah. a lot of funding. Yeah. 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 And, and, and there's one consulting company that's helping people understand the provider side of it. So I'm, I'm really looking at the user side of it to see, um, like it, what's the friction to get people onboarded with the technology? Cause that's really where the adoption is going to come from. Yeah, yeah. But we work with a lot of, uh, emerging technologies, web three companies. I think that there's even a merger right now where we bumped into each other was at the carbon, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the carbon event, right? Carbon and event, so yeah, yeah. really taking these carbon credits and wrapping them in NFTs. And so really I was coming from the NFT side, but a utility case for the blockchain. Yeah, okay. So let's, so let me back you up a little bit. So connect, because um, I asked, I said, what, what is, what exactly is, is happening with Web3.0? What is that? It's you, the next layer you, there. You went, is, yeah. And you said next layer of the internet. Yeah. And you talked about crypto. And you talked yeah. about crypto. So how, connect, connect like crypto with, so I think in most people's minds, crypto is like this way of processing transactions, right? How does that become? So in my yeah. mind, web is, is something that people use to do lots of different things. And crypto is kind of a, like an under the hood way of processing transactions. So how, how, does, how does crypto become web? So... Okay. So it's really like decentralized web. It's like, so there's like web 1.0, web 2.0, web 3.0, uh, how you can interact with, um, yeah, the internet. Right? Web, web 2.0 was when we were able to like have more interactive pages. I mean, that, that became, that was social media, right. Or, or even just the ability to like put comments and have conversations live on a page as opposed to web 1.0, which was just like the page displays what it displays and, exactly. and yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. So I would say like, Payment layer, like, so the internet was designed to, to actually have payments embedded in it, and it was never really built out. There wasn't a lot of trust. You remember when the internet yeah, yeah, dial yeah. up, like, you don't want to give anybody your credit card information right. online. I know a few people still like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. But they don't have, they have no problem giving it to, the, like, the waiter at the restaurant who walks, who away, takes, it, yeah. takes it away <laughs> into another room. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's say it starts with payment layer. It starts with... Um, uh, remittances, like, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like cross-country... Uh, the Swiss system uh, has a lot of like there. There hasn't been any even improvements in the credit card technology since like the seventies. Okay, like you're well, paying three percent. Well, if it's not fixed, I mean, if it's not fixed, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? I don't know. Three percent on every transaction. It's a lot. Is and that's it just and just are, to process a transaction seems to be kind of highway robbery to me. Basically, you got to use one of these three closed networks or whatever. To, and then and then whatever and then whatever service you're using nowadays, you know, you got to use something. Yeah. To, yeah, so, you got so, the portal. So, or so the, you give the, like another two percent to somebody else who's who's yeah, putting I, their I, stuff on top of it. And th yeah. think about that though, like outside the US, right? Outside the US, there's a lot more demand for this stuff. Uh, really, we're, we're ahead of the adoption curve on the investment side, but on the use case side, there's a lot more use cases right now uh, outside of the United States. But what I'll tell you is it, uh, it keeps evolving, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, now you got NFTs, which is like, okay, it's art, it's like your profile, 
you know, now, now it's developing into carbon credits. There's utility based stuff yeah, that's yeah. happening. Um, that's being built on a decentralized ledger basically. And then, you know, people are setting up things where cancel culture, right? We talked, we talked yeah. a little bit about this, uh, offline, but cancel cultures really big and who knows what's going on with Twitter now, right? <laughs> Elon Musk is buying it. So yeah, yeah. we'll see what he does with it. But if he takes it public, still that's like a public utility that basically somebody owns. And, you know, I love Elon Musk. So like, we'll see. I, I have a lot of confidence that he believes in free speech and, but we'll see. But really the thing is people can be censored really easily today. Yeah. And, and not even know that they're being censored. And not even know that right, algorithmically yeah. being yeah, right. censored. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm working with some uh, technologies that you can spin up basically your own node from your, your house and you can, your passwords are not held by Google or Facebook or your iPhone. You actually truly own your passwords. Right, right. Um, there's, and do you need a basement in order to do this? Do you have to, no, you, you need a raspberry pi. You need like, like a little raspberry pi. You don't have pie. to be in the basement. No, right? no, okay. no. A lot of this stuff. Or your uh, mother's basement or something. Well, we basement. are promoting to the uh, the preppers first right now. <laughs> okay, that, that was like the, the target segment that we were looking at sure, first. Sure, makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. In the world that we're going into with like what's going on with the truckers up in Canada, yeah. all that sort of thing. So um, I think that in the world today, even uh, with what's going on with Russia, being able to be shut out of the SWIFT system, we're moving into a world today that uh, being immutable, being able to um, control your own information, uh, not being able to be shut off is is quite important. And, yeah, yeah. And really, that technology is emerging to be prepared for that. And really, a lot of this data, right? Data. Uh, yeah, data I see. I see how it's going. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's how it comes together. Is is up is is everything prior to to Web three O? You're kind of. Uh, like we're all at the mercy of the people that run the infrastructure and the platforms and the right. Well, we Jack, we Jack said, right. Jack Dorsey's like, I'm giving it all back. What does he mean by giving it all back? Basically that's the transfer from the ownership of like the big corporations to, to the people where they can own their own data. Got A lot it. of the data is going to be hash. I mean, so, that, that's the direction. So, so your online life now can, uh, with web three, your, your online, online life, um, uh, and I don't mean that like in the weird like camera on your nose kind of way. I mean like just we do so many things online, and it's know, all trackable, it, it, right. right? It's all traceable, yeah. and it's all on but, online but, forever, right? But, or but one thing, I mean, we we have been and we're, and we're joking around about the people who don't want to put their their credit card, uh, you know, in whatever the online shopping is. But the fact is that we all sort of went along with it. Most of us went along with it pretty easily. Like like a whole a whole dimension of our life now for many years is utterly dependent. Like we, we even say, I don't know how we ever did this without the internet. And yet we don't actually control most of the, the underpinnings of all those things that we're completely dependent on. No, absolutely. I mean, even if you look at like data security, right? And I think that that's probably a pretty hot topic right now. I read somewhere that 40% of all everyone's passwords in the United States, because they're not utilizing the best practices, China right. has. right. Or, sure. or, or hackers have. Sure. And they, they basically roll through like who yeah. they're going to... Yeah. Like, yeah. pull all their stuff out of um, at, at a given time. And so there's there's really like a time for, I don't know, uh, everyone to catch up and get caught up with where right. where the internet's going. I mean, it's pretty young still, right? Like we're still, uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of people's lifetime was pre-internet, right? I sure. mean, the kids that are coming up today are not going to know anything different. And I don't think unless bar like a big war, like we're going backwards in any stretch yeah, of imagination, yeah, right? Yeah, so, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. All right. That's good. Good stuff. All right. I want to, uh, 
I want to move along to something else, which is um, who I am. Yeah, we who haven't are. we haven't get got. Who are you? <laughs> so <laughs> no, it's good. It's good because I want to I want to come around to this marketing thing. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So people are like, uh, like, why does he have a marketing guy on the tech show? But I know that uh, obviously you're you're you are. Uh, uh, we're an operator. So so, yeah. so I have a few projects that that we're actually. Um, delivering assets on. I mean, we have a consulting company, a marketing company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 and, right. And so so we put we put together some deals. We're building out like base layer of infrastructure. Um, and, and really what I've found is any business today, any business has to have digital marketing, period. If you're starting a business day and you're not considering digital marketing as part of your strategy, I think you're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. That, so let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> Especially... Um, so the interesting thing is in the oil and gas industry, um, when it comes to marketing, we, and, and what I was trying to, what I, what I was getting at before was um, you're uh, like, I, the word was escaping me, but you're obviously like a tech, and besides being a marketing guy and a former recruiter, you're a tech enthusiast and your head is in the technology. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so. My mom was one of the first employees of Microsoft. So I like grew up in this. Up in <laughs> I saw, I saw the dot-com boom. Like, yes, yeah. like technology is just, I love it. It's yeah, in my blood. It you is know. right. So, um, oil and gas marketing kind of shows up in two ways, mostly. Uh, well, no, let's see, three ways. I'm gonna say three ways. There's the the big sort of the big company, or even or even uh, I, I would say the corporate marketing of we're trying to you know companies that are trying to portray themselves in a particular image to the industry, to the world, and, you know, and to investors and that sort of marketing, not, 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 not the sort brand. of marketing that's trying to sell anything, but the kind of marketing that's more about brand perception, brand, and brand positioning, and, all that kind and, of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and all of that. Okay. So we're, we, so we're not interested in that at this moment. Um, and then, but when it comes to the marketing that's trying to, to, to sell something, you mostly have, and by the way, that, that corporate marketing, oil and gas operators, right? Like the, 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 the excellence and the shells and the chevrons and yeah. even like the next like like that's mostly what they do like they're not they don't have to they don't have to have a like a PR, digital marketing a, they, campaign to sell crude oil on the market right so it's more PR um, but then what we have is a whole bunch of people who are trying to sell to those guys oh yeah and 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 some of them are other big companies like our friends over at Technip FMC um, and we've worked with them uh, to to look and say well. You know, Technip FMC has been in the industry for a long time. They, they do amazing things, but now they do some other things that they're not so much known for. And how, how, do, we, how do we get them known for those, you know, this is not Absolutely. your father's Oldsmobile type of thing, right? And yeah. then, But then, so you have some people who are like that, um, you know, Anderson Hauser is that way and some others. And then you have uh, smaller companies who are saying, hey, I got something that we've developed that I think could really bring value to the industry, but I can't get anybody, like, how do I get people to look at me? How do I get people to oh, take yeah. me seriously? How do I, like, how do I get traction? Because mm -hmm. um, unless you're, because you can't, like, like unless you're an insider, you, it's really hard to get traction and you can't be an insider unless you're an insider. So, um, so let's, let's take, let's take those people. Okay. Right. How do you, and, and you just said, if you're not doing digital marketing, then you like you're missing the boat. I forget what you said exactly, but it was it was. Oh, like, I, I was like digital marketing. No one says today that digital marketing doesn't work. Right, right. No. <laughs> so, 
Even though we all, even though we all hate it when we go to another website and we see ads from the website that we were at previously, but um, oh, re retargeting, remarketing. Yeah, you were, you, you were. Yeah. We were talking. We I feel like somebody's that. chasing me around the internet, right? Trying and, to, and I mean, that's how Amazon built their whole business, right? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what? So when you're working with people, the um, and by the way, I think the bigger company problem is actually a little bit more interesting. But but the people who are who are uh, and everybody, the smaller companies who have who have developed technology and products and things, they probably are doing digital marketing. It's the it's the bigger older companies that you have to convince you ought to be doing digital marketing, and they look at you like I don't know what you're talking about. But the but the smaller companies they probably are doing it, but they're probably not having a whole lot of success, right? They're putting stuff on LinkedIn. They're you know they're doing they're doing the thing, but but I talk to a lot of them, and they're like, yeah, we we don't know if this is really working or not. Well, what I can tell you about digital marketing is setting up the analytics is one of the first things you want to do before you run any campaign. And the real difference between traditional marketing of like the print ad of the, what is it? 7X, 9X pass around effect yeah, <laughs> of yeah, yeah, the yeah. newspapers or the right. trade, trade journals, um, the TV ads, all that sort of stuff. Like I've modified a lot of that. So we run connected TV or OTT networks where we can track impressions, we can track clicks, uh, we can look at the demographics. Same thing with like trade publications, doing it online where you can uh, see mm. see the analytics, right? So right. really, I think it's more of a reimagining. If it's the only guy's journal magazine sitting in somebody's lobby, I don't really know who read that. No, right? yeah, yeah, you but, but yeah. you can see who went to that website how, how long they stayed there, what they clicked on, even heat mapping, what they did. So when someone says that digital marketing is not working, I would probably say, have you set up your like KPI indicators properly? And really that's a lot of what we do is we go into companies that are doing, okay, they're doing an email drip, but they're not, they're not, they don't have any KPIs. They're not tracking anything, or maybe they're looking at like vanity metrics and they're not looking at conversions, but even B2B or B2C, you got to figure out like what category it is. You got to figure yeah. out the target personas. You got to figure out the customer journey. You need to build assets along those lines. And then like, so I write for Forbes, I write for Entrepreneur, I write for Search Engine Journal and a few other publications, including Cointelegraph in the, the crypto space. And that's for like thought leadership, right? And to to also generate referral traffic and that will, will, will lead into other things. So it's figuring out what your digital strategy is and how all those different components fit yeah. together, right? But you got to, but but to say that we don't know if it's working, okay? Like that's really a, a goals and analytics question. Yeah. Well, everything that you just so so you covered a lot of ground there. Um, I and, did, <laughs> and, and most of it, most of it, I understand better now, just because we've talked a couple of times. Yeah. And, and I'm like some of the things, some of those things, I didn't even, I only had a vague notion of what was going on right under the hood, but, um, you can see everything the, what I would that, tell you that, is you can see and that, track everything. Yeah. I can go back two years. Yeah. If you have on your phone, the privacy setting, not on, on your, your iPhone. And I can run ads to where you were two years ago at a conference called yeah. ge it's called geofencing. It's probably not the best idea, but uh, oh, well, some of this stuff's <laughs> going to go away. There, there's some, some GDRP stuff that's like, no, I mean, you probably don't want it. We, I probably don't need ads for where I was two years ago at a conference, but, um, uh, <laughs> so, so, but I can go back and see we, where you well, were. Why not? Why not? Wait, so. all this data is tracked. Okay. Did you know you can log into Google and see what your preferences are of how Google? Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think everybody kind of has, 
people know that this they is know happening. This, they know this, but they think about it in terms of of the privacy concerns. But um, and what you're talking about is not necessarily violating anybody's privacy, but this is data that is available. And if you've got something, it's anonymized, right? right? Or it's hash data. So um, a lot of these companies, you got to trust that they're going doing good sure. stuff with your information. Sure. But but you can like for example, you could take a list of your customer list, which you know you got to go through legal, whatever these big oil companies right? go through legal. You can upload that to Facebook. The chances are that Facebook already has that information is probably pretty high. What we'll do is Facebook or Google or whatever can match that data, create that customer list, and then create a lookalike audience that's three x bigger than that list to run ads to. Yeah. Okay. And and so that's just one example. Lookalike audience like that. So. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I should couch this in the notion. And I work, and as you know, on the on the modal point side of our business, I, I work with uh, some small companies and big companies who yep. are all trying yeah. to do these things. And I think, um, um, and nobody likes to be sold to, but everybody needs to buy things. And um, it's about providing value, and, right? And, it's and, about, and so what I yeah. what I the way I look at it is, look, if you're if you're if you have something that's essentially a piece of junk, and and you want and you want to use these techniques to try to like like trick people into buying it, like that's going to catch up with you. Well, <laughs> so, reviews online are. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, you, you, basically, like, if you want to run marketing, that you have a shitty product. Yeah, you're gonna let people know about it a lot quicker, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> so, so it's like establish like a really quality product. Do do your market research. But if you right, then, that's what. Yeah. But if you and 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 everybody, everybody who listens to the show knows that that I'm a big industry advocate. OTGN is an industry advocate. We love to see people who are doing things that help the industry in different ways, right? So if you have something and you say, like this can really help people. Get IP um, on it and then go to the company right, and say like, you should implement like, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Th- like this can help people. Then, then these are the techniques that you can use. Oh yeah. Um, to uh, to help you get that uh, to get eyeballs and people looking at that technology and understanding how it can help them because because otherwise nobody's going to buy it. So yeah, like you initially like it doesn't broke, sell itself. By the way, that nothing, no, nothing, nothing like build it and they will not come like, unless like, you do some marketing. Grocery. I, I one time said, uh, I one time said to my brother who, um, uh, his he's has uh, always been sort of like on the consumer side of the world, and um, and I said, well, you know, I don't think any, probably only groceries groceries sell themselves. And he goes, no, no, groceries do not sell themselves. He said, you wouldn't believe the amount of negotiating that goes on behind the scenes with all the different manufacturers and suppliers about where stuff is going to go oh, on the yeah. shelf oh, yeah, and yeah. how it's going to, like, and they pay money. So a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, this is a total tangent. But besides the grocery store making money when you buy stuff there, uh-huh. they also make money from the the suppliers, right? Like, yeah. like, like, like Heinz or, or General Mills or whoever they make mo- like those people pay to get their products put on certain oh, yeah, high um, level shelf, yeah, shelf yeah. Oh, lives. Yeah. And, uh, my sister and, and, actually and, does that. Yeah. But so my, so my, <laughs> so my brother was in that. So he was the guy on the, on the side, on the side of the grocery business that was like negotiating these deals with uh-huh. these people. So I say that just to say that, um, and everybody who creates a, uh, like a really cool piece of technology, they kind of have it in their head that, and I've worked with these people up and down, left and right. Like all we have to do is show it to people. They're going to want to buy it. <laughs> and, and, like I've never seen that actually well, happen. Well, that right? even goes back to the messaging, right? Like a lot of times you, you think people are going to connect the dots and they don't always do because, well, they're not focused yeah, on yeah, it like yeah. you are. Right. Right. And, right. And so, so, so really the thing online that's, that's, that people don't understand is 
I, Microsoft, I think, said this a couple of years ago, and it's in one of my books, but it's like Microsoft said that the attention span of people online, and this is in 2012 or something like that, uh, is the length of a goldfish, which is about seven seconds, right? And so, yeah. Um, yeah. so, 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 You're right. so now how we're, you we're talk to people online. We're down to 4.2 seconds now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've, we, so, so it's really about how you create that funnel and how do you grab their attention, bring them in, and then feed them something beyond the sound bites, but get to that long form content. That's why podcasting is, I think, growing in, um, like, you know, in listenership, because people want to get back to like, not just sound bites, right? Like you just, yeah. I mean. Right. And the algorithms are starting to, to favor long form yes. content, right? Yeah. So we talked about that the other day. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many different things we could talk about there, but um, particularly that thing you said about what is uh, relying on other people to connect the dots. I've seen this so many times. The big mistake is um, somebody has a really, so it's usually the inventor of the product, right? The mm -hmm. person, the creator, who, yeah. who says, and their, their strategy is, I'm going to show this to people, and I'm going to show them all the things that it can do. And then I'm going to kind of let them imagine what it could do for them. And, um, in a, and I don't know about other industries, but in oil and gas, that's going to get you nowhere. Because um, they don't, like, nobody has the brain cycles to go, you, well, let me sit and imagine all the ways in which I might. Like, you need to come to them with you gotta a. You've got to take their hand. Uh, you've got to right. lead them down the path. you got to get the spoon. And you got to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to show them something concrete, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Use cases are, are maybe, great. Maybe you've got a product that can, yeah. that can do, maybe you've got a product that can do 97 different really cool things. You need to figure out which one thing are you going to tell this one particular customer about. Yes. Right? Yeah. Know, or maybe yeah. two things, but they need to be related. Well, we, I've yeah. seen that. There, that's, there's just so much awesome data out there. So when you're selling something, okay, only use one statistic. People can't process typically right. more than one. <laughs> right. Like so, a lot of people try to hit you with like five statistics, right. and then you don't really remember. And anything. also, also then like the BS meters go up, right? Like if you start hitting with with too many statistics, I like I automatically tune that out because I think it, it sounds assembled right it sounds kind of yeah. contrived and then you beat so, them over the head enough times and then they believe they, it's true they, they anything look it. at the news cycle yeah, right like you just yeah. <laughs> so so i mean they're they're, they're, they're crypto's growing at 113 percent right? was that what you said 116 percent i'm telling you that data's out there okay <laughs> <laughs> like i'm quoting that, yeah. so all right so let's 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 like shift gears to the um uh uh, so, I, so the moral from that story, though, is that a digital strategy isn't a digital marketing strategy isn't about just saying, "Well, you know, we post on LinkedIn twice a week and uh, nothing seems to happen," right? Like, like there's a whole like understanding the analytics first, figuring out like there's a whole and framework then, there of things that you need to have in place if you really want to be successful. No, no, absolutely. I mean, we're we're talking about a content strategy on one media channel, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And and it's really and it's like, not really a strategy. It's just sort of a yeah, well, it's yeah. like we're trying to get get something done. I mean, uh, yeah, there there there's a lot there. LinkedIn is great. Um, there's a lot of uh, organic visibility still on LinkedIn. There's the ability to post articles there. Uh, it's a great way to connect sales prospects. Ads 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 are kind of pricey there versus other channels, but they're very targeted, so mm -hmm. yeah, works yeah. pretty well. But people get on LinkedIn on average every 21 days, or at least the last data point I said. So. Your, your, your sales cycle, depending on what it is. Well, also, you so let's get, so I think we were talking about this before we turned on the, on the mics here. Um, when we walked down the other side, um, 
even if you do all those things right, that doesn't necessarily mean that your phone rings and somebody says, I saw your thing, I'd like to buy one in blue, right? Or I'd like to, <laughs> does it come in yellow? Like, how, how do you, how do you, what's the, what's the pathway from that good, healthy LinkedIn activity to I'm selling yeah. stuff now? Yeah, so let me actually start on how it works when someone just calls you and they want to buy immediately because there actually is data surrounding this. Okay. And really, podcasting is one of the most effective forms of achieving that. That's why I do another podcast for the Better Business Bureau. Basically, you're trying to get to seven hours of someone consuming your content. That's when they know, uh, like, and trust you. Yeah, yeah. And that's when they call you and they're just like, I want to buy from you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is actually what happens. So if someone consumes online or through different mediums, TV, radio, podcasting, whatever, seven hours of your content. Yeah. Okay. They, and they're a, uh, you know, a potential candidate. They will buy from you and they'll just call you up and they just want to know your pricing and just everything checks the box and they'll buy. I think it does happen. I think people, so, and as you know, we, OGGN, we work with a lot of people who are interested in, uh, in podcasting, whether it be sponsoring or appearing on a podcast. Yeah, or absolutely. Like that, right. I think people struggle with how do I, so if you tell me that if I want to sell my stuff, uh, one way to do it is to get people who are consuming seven hours of yes. podcast content or just any content. <laughs> does that Total. mean, yeah, but let's just yeah. focus on yeah. podcasting. So, um, does that mean that, does that mean that like I need to have a podcast and, and do I need to get in the podcast business now or could I like sponsor an OGGN? But if I sponsor an OGGN podcast then people are just going to hear a little message about me, it's going to take a long time at 60 seconds of pop to get to seven hours. So, so, um, so maybe I want to appear on podcasts. And then I think where people have trouble is like, how do I create good podcast content without it just being an infomercial for my stuff, because nobody wants to listen to a seven hour, seven hours of infomercial for my stuff. So we're talking about a couple of different things here. Um, but thought leadership. Yeah, I know. Is, I, I, right? I just threw all that. I kind yeah, of yeah, no, like thought leadership. Um, one of my books is called uh, build your brand mania. It's all about how to create that thought leadership and build a brand around yourself and then sell, sell a product service company yeah, into yeah. an audience. Um, but, it's becoming an expert in whatever it is you're talking about. What do things that experts do, yeah, right? Yeah. They, they write white papers or they write blogs or they write articles that are um, bylines that are published uh, in big journals. They speak at conferences. They get right. on podcasts. They maybe have their own podcast. Who knows, right? There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, but I'm talking about consuming seven hours of content total. So one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot is after you do do a podcast or they appear on a podcast, you don't just, you re, you repurpose that content. Yeah. Right. You do something with it at least. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. That just because it was on just because, so, so we're going to put this episode out. This, this episode will drop next week. And just because it appears on the only guys tech show. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily help. I mean, it helps me because it gives me good content for my show, but it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't <laughs> no. necessarily help. Well, I, and that really is all I care about, but, but, <laughs> but. No, no. So, so like, okay, so we do this podcast and there might be a, like a, a little question you asked me in there that does give like a little 30 second blurb sure, about something, right? Right. Well, maybe we push that out um, with some graphics you and I like, you know, or, or we have some kind of background or whatever, but let's put it out on multiple channels. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, 
and then let that hook really in the ad copy, like, hey, you want to know about this question mark, right? Also, big tip, if you put question marks next to stuff, people are forced to read it. Think about any question that has ever been asked to you, you in your head automatically answer it no matter what. So like putting question marks yeah, at yeah. the end of stuff. So there's all these yeah. data points, right, that, that you can utilize. With- a lot of times my answers don't care, but but I get your point. Well, you yeah. at least you at least but I did read, read it the and you process it, and the then question. you and yeah. then your your answer is I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But but okay, so so whatever you ask something, we put it out on Facebook. If somebody else is interested in that, they're going to click on that, yeah, right? Yeah. They might listen to that thirty seconds, and they might click all the way through to a landing page right. or a long form content, or I might put this on a landing page where they go listen to. I, I don't know. Like I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different ways. Yeah. To create. Well, and the fact that and the fact that you that you take that snippet from a podcast or you repurpose portions of it. There's it adds some uh, it adds some depth and some credibility that so if I just you could take those same words and you could and and you could take a video of yourself saying those same words and put that out on social media and that's not that well, doesn't carry the same weight as it appeared on a thing right oh well you you got the halo effect right so right. you you can you could put your brand next to OGGN um, we could make a quote like a little thumbnail right. Right. of you know, whatever of us talking or a little quote, we could push that out there. We Even could. if it was your own podcast, the fact is that it's like the fact that it's, it's a podcast. So in people's minds, like we're broadcasting right now, right? We, we are, are broadcasting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what else. Uh, how are we doing for time? We got to go. And by the way, we got a, we got an event upstairs. that's starting probably in the next few minutes. So we probably ought to wrap up. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm out. I'm out of interesting things to ask you. What? Uh, what, what? Oh, here, here's here's one. Let's we'll, we'll wrap up on this. Um, so you did a lot of work in oil and gas back when you were a recruiter. You, yeah. You told me some stories about how you pulled a lot of people out of these places and put them in those other places. Oh yeah. And now there's a few people out there going, <laughs> I remember that guy. He, he stole my team. But I did. I but, stole 12 people from one company, put out another company because the company wanted to buy the other company. And basically, I pitched to him like, let's not let's not buy them. Let's just I have seen those recruit before. Them. Yeah, I've seen those. I was before. in my twenties. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was a tool for a lot of very smart people in yeah. the oil and gas yeah. space. And I but, learned a lot. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. I guess you did. So, and then you went off and you did and and, and you've done marketing and all these things and and um, in the tech world. And you're you're kind of like uh, not not that you've been completely disconnected from oil and gas that time, but you're you're kind of getting back into it a little bit now more. So, so yeah. there's a little gap in between. So my question is, how does it how does the industry look to you today compared to the window that you used to view it through? Uh, you know, ten years ago or whatever. That so was. so I'll give one example. Um, I won't I won't mention any names to protect the innocent, uh, but or otherwise, but, yeah. or otherwise. But but this was uh, something that was done that I just really, I still remember today, and this is probably 10 years ago or longer, um, right before Offshore Technology Conference, yeah, um, there was an issue with uh, the security of like maybe, I don't know, Wi-Fi or something on rigs, like something yeah, with yeah, the like yeah. broadcasting yeah. data. Uh, well, one of my clients um, used PR, okay, to get an article in the Houston Chronicle right before OTC, okay? Mm. To create a, a problem, right? Uh, to oh. create a lot of demand. Is that a false flag event? Is that what no, it's it? true. It was a true thing that like, he just highlighted it. He just brought oh, yeah. that attention. I got you. Right, 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 right. right. He pumped it up. He created a, a lot of demand. Well, guess what? He had, with his company, 
the solution to that problem. So, so he took a bunch of Houston Chronicles, I think, you know, walk around OTC. He walked around OTC. <laughs> he laid it around, and then he went back around. And he started talking to companies, and guess what? He landed. I can't even tell you how much business he landed from that, from the majors, from the independents. Right. Okay. Right. Because he had something that was there, but he used marketing to yeah. create that demand, and then he offered that solution. Right. And so really what digital marketing is more than anything else is a tool to figure out what your marketing strategy is. And digital just covers so many different broader categories and has so many nuances in it. It's like a bunch of tools in a toolkit. Yeah, sure, sure. Right? And, sure. and so it just, it's giving you that advanced um, reach and visibility and uh, tactical ability to do things that you might want to do yeah. to get your message out there. The key is you got to, you have to start by understanding it first, right? Yeah. You, ha you got to have a good, um, you want me to give you one more example? Uh, yeah, I, I got one more, one more awesome example. example. Yeah, so, right, right. so, so like geofencing, like IP targeting, uh, it was a consulting company that we were working with. Yeah, um, yeah. this was right after my non-compete <laughs> ended. And, sure. um, basically, um, we helped a consulting company land one of the majors and how, how we did it actually, no, sorry, it was a service company. They landed a major service company. But what we did is they had a piece of technology that we IP uh, targeted <laughs> their, their, their local network. So we had the IP address and we ran these display ads on that network. So anytime anybody looked at the news or anytime anybody was in that like geographic area or on that IP address, these ads would, would, would show up. And then guess what it did? When they went home, right. it would infect their network. Okay, so it was like kind of like a virus. So when they went home, all those ads would show up as called in-venue replay. And so, uh, and, and what, what the goal of it was, was to just get a meeting, right? Because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't have any, any, any connections. They were an outsider, right. but they had a great piece of technology. And all they wanted to do was to make enough noise that they would get a meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then they had meeting, like multiple people were seeing this. Sentence That's it. People, That's what you need, right? They, then they got contacted. That's and, a perfect example. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just to clarify, you didn't actually infect anybody's machines with any viruses. No, 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 no viruses. It was just like a, a like a pixel. It was like a cookie. Yeah, like right? a tracking like, kind of thing. Yeah, right? tracking yeah, thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We all love being tracked. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is brilliant, though. Yeah, like I, yeah, like uh, geofencing. So the people at this said large service company. Um, and I think I can guess, I can narrow it down to a couple. <laughs> There's only a handful of them. So, so they're all at the office, like, like, <laughs> yes. like thinking, like thinking that this, this thing they're seeing advertisers for is sort of like, like taking over the world. And really it was just taking over their campus. Uh, more or less, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. But you could even get it. Well, so there, there's, uh, some privacy, uh, like things that they've done since then, like before you could like target it down to like a hundred people, really you could target it down to one person and it got a little creepy. So then they went a hundred people and they've like yeah. anonymized it even more. But, but think about this. If you target one IP address, you could say high service company, like by name with their logo. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, then say, we would, we love you and would like to have a meeting with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, just, it's all about the possibility of what you can do and, and, and then. And again, and again, yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the context of if you have a piece of junk that you're just trying to trick people into buying. Be careful. Then, then forget. It'll come back yeah, at you. Reviews. Or, yeah, or yeah. even just, uh, you know, the, the, it's a, this, we talk about this all the time, how the industry, it's big, but it's small. And everybody knows everybody yeah. and it doesn't take long. I mean, just because, just because there's no website with, you know, with 
reviews for a lot of the th like industrial things that we right like like you can't go to a website and and uh, and and read reviews on like who has the best wellhead right so. Um, someone should create that if there's not one that. out there. <laughs> <laughs> but so just because that isn't really present in our industry, um, people, everybody knows everybody. And so if you have, if, you, if you're trying to use this to trick people or, uh, you know, it, it depends your, your, your motivations, that's going to come back on you. But like I said, if you've got something that can really help, we all know how difficult it is. You have something that it, it might create tremendous value, but getting those meetings, getting it in front of people who will take the time to listen and, and, and keeping in mind that everybody's trying to do that, right? That same set of eyeballs at that same service company, everybody's trying to get in front of those eyeballs. Attention. Yeah. So, uh -huh. um, but if you've got something that really will helps the industry, then, then these are techniques that you can use to, to, to at least get the opportunity to talk about it. Right? Yeah. I, I would, I would end on that. All these are tactics, Right. These right. are all tactics. Like yeah. even putting like a little GIF video in an email that you send for sales guys works tremendously well. Okay. <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah. it, the, <laughs> but, but again, it, it's a tactic and a tactic on its own is not going to win a battle. Right. Right. You need an overarching strategy. You need. And, and tactics, channels, can, tactics you know? can be one, can be used to win good battles and bad, like, right. Like, like there's just wars and unjust wars. Well, there used to, like, used wait, to be. Wait, do you recent. have like this negative opinion on digital marketing? I feel like there's some undertones here. Like, no, 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 I, I don't. But I know that a lot of the people that I've talked with um, use the force. They use the force. They, they feel like. Um, <laughs> well, you said remarketing. Remarketing. You didn't like remarketing, right? You, I, I don't. You, I don't personally like when I like. But if they did it in the right way, right? If they were. That's if the they point were, that I'm getting at. If, right, you, right. Like, if you're not, if you like, all these things are tools, right? Like. Right. Like guns, right? They're tools, right? Yes. Or whatever. So so digital marketing and retargeting, you, you could show an ad to somebody one time a day or seven times a day. You could change that ad up. You could right. uh, create different sequences. Like you need to plan all that out. What what a lot of times people do is they hack together something, there they go. throw yeah. it out there, yeah. and then they don't manage it. And then it's and like, then it, and then it's like and, it, it's and like not only does it not not only does it not have good results, but it actually like it, it, it could, it, yeah. If you don't use the tool correctly, it could certainly uh, create a bad taste in people's that's, mouth, that's and, and you could yeah. build a. The only a, reason I went yeah. to the worst thing is because you said battle, so I was trying to. I'm I, trying I, to like, let's go! Like, like, <laughs> bring, bring it on! Like, give me the hard questions. I don't know. We'll do All it right. again. So we got. Um, so we're gonna go upstairs where yeah, the party. food and the drinks are. But I appreciate you making time, and uh, maybe we'll. Uh, I'll, I'll think up some more interesting things that we can talk about here, and uh, have you come back. Also, uh, you want to plug your podcast? Is uh, you said it? The it, unknown it, secrets of internet unknown marketing. Best SEO podcast. Dot com. Right. Uh, I would I would go check it out. It's been running for about ten years. We got really uh, five hundred fifty episodes, something like that. So a lot of content, up to seven hours plus. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can get to seven hours yeah. pretty easy. All right, Matt Bertram. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, enjoyed it. Well, there you have it, folks. Matt Bertram, the indomitable, the indomitable Matt. Bertram. I got to look that up because I. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that I really know what is it. It means that, that you, like that you can't be conquered, right? Isn't that what indomitable means? I, I don't. You just you just hear people say that. Uh, not Indominus Rex. That is the uh, that is the the dinosaur uh, in whatever you know 
Jurassic Park, you know, episode 27 or whatever it is. Indomitable. Uh, yes, I was correct. Incapable of being subdued. Unconquerable. I think I just said that. Okay, very good. Uh, and I'm confident. Uh, when I say that about Matt, I think I am correct. So thanks, Matt, for being on the show. Um, I, yeah, we're probably running a little bit long here because I I, 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 I went a little long in my opening bit. But I, but I think it was... Um, um, I, you know, it, I, I got We got to share. We got to share what's going on in the industry, and sometimes you just can't get it all in five minutes. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. Thanks to the, uh, thanks to the OGGN crew for all the hard work. We have got a lot going on, and everybody's running in all directions. So, uh, you know, if, if we ever, if we ever uh, mess something up, you, you cut us some slack because everybody's hair is on fire. But so far, so good. And uh, so thanks to everybody, most especially my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. And remember, remember, anytime you're anywhere and you hear it, and, and I, it doesn't matter, and I don't care who it is, if it's your friend, if it's your, if it's your mother, if it's yourself, if you catch yourself, because we're not perfect, and uh, sometimes we forget that, that uh, we, for, we forget who we are, and sometimes we say, uh, we fall into that trap of thinking that uh, the oil and gas industry, blah, 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 we're old-fashioned, we're, you know, all the things, right? All the things that people say. Uh, if you catch yourself saying that, then, <laughs> then remind yourself. <laughs> I just... I just got I got to wrap it up folks. That's it. Here's the thing. We were tech before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil and Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oggn.com.